What will the Falcons' final record be this season? And who's going to win the Super Bowl? I'm looking into my crystal ball, and I'm going to break down this entire 2023 season. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another illustrious episode of the Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NFL, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So, guys, if you don't know me, I'm Aaron Freeman. I've covered the Falcons for many years, formerly at Falcons.com, RIP. Still going strong here as the very humble host of this illustrious podcast. You may also know me as Sirius Black. You may also know me as Mr. Drew. Now, my friends call me Negative Nancy. You can call me Mr. Drew, but you can become one of my friends by becoming an everydayer of this illustrious podcast, by making it your first listen each and every day. And all you got to do to do so is to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it is available. So today's episode, we will be going through all my 2023 record uh, projections. We'll be looking at the Falcons record. We'll be looking at my record prediction for the other 31 teams, as well as my Super Bowl pick this year, as well as give you some statistical projections for the Falcons. Falcons this upcoming season. I know I teased earlier this week that we would have Scott Bear of AtlantaFalcons.com on the podcast uh, today. Uh, That's probably going to get punted till tomorrow. We sort of have to coordinate our schedules a little bit more, but uh, we will have graphics for you here for this record projection on today's episode. So of course, another reason to check out the YouTube version of Locked On Falcons, uh, where you can get the video version of the podcast the night before the audio drops. I will apologize that some of the graphics, you know, after looking at them, once they're on the screen, the font's probably a little too small. So I apologize to those of you watching on your phones that you you may have to squint a little bit, but, uh, you know, all the more reason to give us that second viewing on your desktops so that you can go full screen on those graphics. Now, before we get into my record prediction, you know, I do want to talk a little bit about that because over the last like month or two, you know, occasionally I've gotten some comments that try to attack my credibility when I am, you know, doing my Mr. Drew thing and being critical of the Falcons by saying, Oh, you were so off on your record projection. Yes, I, I was off last year. I projected the Falcons to go five and eleven and they finished seven and ten. But when you go back, if you were to look listen to that episode where I went through the entire Falcons uh, schedule, like I'm going to do on today's episode, I, was, I feel like, you know, that's not a real credible attack on my credibility, right? Because I feel like I was pretty accurate for the most part. I, I got the 49ers game wrong. I predicted them to lose that game. They won, of course. And I predicted them to lose the Cardinals game at the end of the season. But, you know, I wouldn't have predicted that if I had known ahead of time, four months ahead of time, that, you know, Kyler Murray would be out of the game and, and David Blau. And pretty much the rest of the season went exactly as I predicted it to go. Um, you know, obviously not exactly, but, you know, like I flipped the Carolina games. Like I think I had the Falcons winning in week 10 as opposed to week eight against Carolina. But like for the most part, I feel like what I'm trying to say is that it's a pretty weak attack on my credibility and I feel pretty good about that prediction. So that's why I go into this one feeling pretty good 
about this. And so if I'm two games off on this one, that means that the Falcons will be in a pretty good position. And let's get in to that record prediction on today's episode, guys. And I do have the Falcons finishing this season 10 and 7, right? For the last, you know, five, six months, I've generally felt like the Falcons feel like a 9 and 18. But when I went through the schedule, you know, in the last 24 hours, I came away with a 10 and 7 record prediction. I do have the Falcons winning the NFC South with that record and making the playoffs this year. We'll talk a little bit later in the pod about how far they go in said playoffs. But if I'm two games off of that 10 and seven record, that probably means that the Falcons will get between eight and 12 wins this season. And, you know, that feels like a pretty fair range in terms of projections. I would imagine most of you guys feel like that's probably the range where the Falcons will wind up this year. So I'm kind of smack dab in the middle at, at 10 and seven. Before we go week by week and, and and go through my, you know, which games I think the Falcons will win and lose, as so many of you guys did in May that I'm now doing in September, you know, one of the things that we've talked about with the Falcons is, you know, do they have an easy schedule? Now, I, I don't think the schedule is going to look as easy at years in, which is often the case, as it does now statistically, right? But I don't, I will say that I don't think this schedule is especially challenging for a team like the Falcons because they're not really facing the types of teams that I think would really give them problems. You're not seeing a whole lot of elite quarterbacks on their schedule. You're not seeing a lot of elite defenses on their schedule. It's basically like the Jets in terms of elite quarterbacks and then maybe the Jets and the Titans in terms of elite defenses. There are other good defenses on their schedule. So I do feel like for that reason, it's not a, it's not going to be an easy schedule, but I do think it's going to be one that isn't especially challenging for this Falcon team. But as you can see, I do have the Falcons winning this Sunday in week one against the Carolina Panthers to start their season one and zero, and getting finally above 500 for the first time in five years. Uh, but that won't last very long, right? Because I have the Falcons dropping their next three to Green Bay, uh, Detroit and Jacksonville. And so I do think by the time we get to the month of October, when the Falcons based off of this projection are one in three, there's going to be a lot of panic, right? But as you've heard me say many times over the last several months, it's not about how you start, it's how you finish. And I do think the month of October in general, even if it's off to not the greatest start with that loss in the London game to the Jaguars, it will be a good month for the Falcons with the Falcons being predicted by myself to win five of their next six, beating Houston, beating Washington, beating Tampa Bay, losing the Tennessee, beating Minnesota, and then beating Arizona going into their week 11 bye. So I have the Falcons starting the season one and three, but finishing six and four going into their bye. And so that's a pretty impressive turnaround, right? And so I think the uh, frustration and panic that's going on in early October involving this team will be very different by the time we get into the month of November. But coming out of that bye with games against the Saints, Jets, I do have the Falcons losing both of those games. I do have them beating the Bucks to get the sweep for the season and then losing to the Panthers in week 15. So I do have the Falcons splitting with Carolina this season. And you can easily, again, just like last year, flip-flop that week in one and week 15 game uh, with the win and loss. So instead, potentially, you know, of a one and three start that I'm projecting, it could very easily be an 0-4 start uh, for the Falcons. But again, if they flip that and, you know, win that week 15 game going into that Christmas Eve game against the, the Colts, um, against the Panthers, you know, they'll still have a seven and seven record. So they will have turned it around despite a, a pretty slow start. And so I, I do have the Falcons winning, right? 
uh, that Colts game. So that Panthers game that I'm currently projecting the Falcons to lose in week 15 is for me the last loss of the season. And they win their final three, beating the Colts on Christmas Eve, beating the Chicago Bears on the road, and then beating the New Orleans Saints in week 18 with a win in your end type of game for both teams. Right. And the Falcons win that game and bounce the Saints out of the playoffs. And oh, Lord knows we will be celebrating in the streets come January if that is the case. So one of the things you'll notice if you're you know paying attention is a very strong home away dichotomy for the Falcons where, you know, going into that final three game stretch, I do have the Falcons with a five and two record up to that point going into week 16 at home and a two and five record on the road. And so I think there's going to be a lot of questions at that time if the season goes uh, as I'm projecting it to go, where, you know, this team looks pretty good at home, but pretty paltry on the road. And, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of skepticism going into that final three game stretch with two road games to close out the season. Can this team get their act together? I'm predicting that they do. Right. I expect Ritter and the defense. That's going to be the part of the season where those units are all firing on all cylinders to get the Falcons, you know, on the run at the end of the season to win in the post to, to get to the postseason with that strong finish to end the season. And, you know, the question is going to be, can the Falcons carry that momentum into the postseason? Who are they going to be facing in the postseason? We're going to get into all of that as we continue today's locked on Falcons. So guys, you know, I'm a proud member of the bald brotherhood. And that's all a proud member of beard gang. So shaving is very important to me, but no matter why you shave, Harry's is going to have you covered for the best shave of your life at a price that you're going to love from their legendary high quality razors to skin products. Harry's is going to give you that premium shave without the premium price tag and deliver it right to your door. Their starter set includes a five blade German engineered razor with a sleek ergonomic hand weighted handle with foaming shave gel, travel cover, and they also have creams, washes, and lotions that will keep your skin healthy and hydrated. So get the best shave of your life ever this season with Harry's razors and skin products, and you can get that $13 starter set for just $3 by going to harrys.com slash NFL. That's harrys.com slash NFL for their $3 starter set. So before we continue today's episode, getting into my predictions for all 31 NFL teams as well as my Super Bowl picks. I want to thank everyone out there that is an everydayer and continues to make this illustrious podcast their first listen each and every day. And I got a recommendation for your second listen. Check out the Locked On Ultimate NFL Season Preview. It's ongoing right now. It's a seven-episode extravaganza getting analysis from all 32 Locked On hosts, breaking down you know the opinions, the analysis, all the things going on this upcoming season. It is a can't-miss series before the season kicks off, so catch every episode by checking out the Locked On NFL podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. So let's continue today's episode looking at um, you know my predictions for all 32 NFL teams. My final stand is my Super Bowl projection. And full disclosure, while I feel pretty good about my ability to predict all things Falcons, I do not consider myself an NFL expert. So when it comes to these predictions for the other 31 NFL teams, you can take my opinion absolutely with a grain of salt, right? But if you're watching on YouTube, of course, you can see my record predictions on your screen. Apologize again for the small font. Uh, we're not going to go through every team, but we'll just pick some select ones. As I said earlier, we do have the Falcons. I do have the Falcons making the playoffs as that four seed with a 10 and seven record. They will be facing the five seed Philadelphia Eagles to open the playoffs. And no, I am not going to predict the Falcons to beat the Eagles in the opening round of the playoffs. They will get bounced. 
I imagine it's going to be a similar conversation to what I mentioned to Jeff Schultz on yesterday's episode of The Athletic and talking a little bit about the Jalen Hurts parallels between Desmond Ritter. As you guys will recall, Jalen Hurts had four kind of middling starts as a rookie, then led the Eagles to the playoffs in his second year. They got blasted by the defending champ Tampa Bay Buccaneers in their opening playoff game. And basically people were out on uh, Jalen Hurts at that point in time. And I, you know, there's parallels to that because the Eagles aren't the defending Super Bowl champs, but they are the defending NFC champs and, you know, the superior team. And, you know, I'm imagining in this matchup, this is just a bad matchup, in my opinion, for the Falcons with the Eagles. And, you know, will people be out on Desmond Ritter in a similar fashion as they were with Jalen Hurts a year ago? You know, and then the Eagles ran it back with Jalen Hurts and, you know, we saw them have a lot of success. I'm sure there will be a lot of parallels and, and things and comparisons made. So it's going to be a very interesting conversation come January, February, if the season goes as I'm projecting it to go in that sort of situation. Are the Falcons going to stick with Ritter? Or are they going to, you know, in a offseason, you know, that was one of the reasons why the Eagles kind of ran it back with Jalen Hurts because, you know, it was that 2022 quarterback class and there wasn't really a clear upgrade in the draft and free agency. And so, you know, that may not be the case this offseason. So we'll we'll see. Again, that's an offseason conversation. But basically, I'm predicting that we're going to be having some very interesting conversations uh, come this offseason when it comes to, you know, sticking with um, Desmond Ritter. But let's rewind. Let's, you know, get into some of my playoff picks, starting with the AFC. I do have the Bengals winning the AFC North and getting that one seed. Steelers as the wild card. Uh, the Bills win the East as the two seed. The Jets and Dolphins as the wild card. Uh, and worth noting, I am having four teams in the AFC predicted with nine and eight records. That's Miami, Baltimore, Cleveland, and the Chargers. And basically the way I predicted it, the tiebreakers work in Miami's favor, but who knows at that point in time, it could be any of those four teams. The Jaguars win the South, the Chiefs win the West. You'll note that the worst records in the AFC are Houston and Las Vegas, both finishing with five wins. You know, I think those are probably the two weakest teams in the AFC, but I don't expect either one of those teams to be abysmally bad, right? Now, in the AFC playoffs, I do have Aaron Rodgers lifting the Jets over Trevor Lawrence in the first round. The Bills beat the Dolphins again in the first round. The Chiefs roll on the Steelers. The Bengals then beat the Jets in the divisional round. And the Bills finally get that monkey off their back, that Kansas City Chiefs-sized monkey, by getting the home field advantage right and getting the win in Buffalo against the Chiefs to go to the AFC Championship game and then going on the road into Cincinnati and beating the Bengals and, you know, this, I think, will be the first time in five years if this goes according to my predictions that the Chiefs will not be in the AFC Championship game. And I think Von Miller, you know, getting him back in the second half of the season will be that sort of spark to the Bills defense like it was two years ago to the Rams defense in the second half of that season to sort of give them that adrenaline shot to get the Bills their first Super Bowl appearance in 30 years. But who are they going to be facing in the NFC? Let's talk about that. You know, um, the NFC East, right? No team has repeated as the NFC East champion since like 2004, right? And I think that streak's going to continue this year. I have Dallas winning the East at a 13 and four record. Am I on drugs? Probably, right? Eagles finished second place in that division with 12 and five. The Giants get uh, the wild card at nine and eight record. The Lions win the North, they get that three seed with 11 and six record. Of course, the Falcons win the South. The 49ers squeak by the Seahawks to win the West with a 12 and five record. The Seahawks finish 11 and six. The worst records in the NFC go, belong to the Arizona Cardinals, who I have going one and 16 to secure that number one pick and to get Caleb Williams in next year's draft. And Tampa Bay, 
with a three and 14 record. Now I know earlier this summer we talked about the bucks and I was like, I don't think the bucks are going to be terrible this year, but you know, losing Ryan Jensen and ultimately as we get here to September, you know, I was feeling a little bit better about the bucks in July than I am right now. And betting on Baker Mayfield and and the Todd Bowles combination just feels like a bad bet to me. So I expect the bucks to be bad. Maybe they won't be three and 14 bad, but you know, Based off of this projection, the Bucks are going to get that number two overall pick. And yes, unfortunately, guys, they will be drafting Drake May. So that will also be a factor in the potential Falcons quarterback conversation next year. It's like, okay, Bryce Young, Drake May, do the Falcons, you know, all that sort of stuff. So again, we'll cross that bridge if and when we get to it. But the NFC playoffs, as I said earlier, the Eagles will beat the Falcons. I have the 49ers beating the Giants in the first round. The Lions losing at home to the Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith back at it and of course you get uh divisional rematches in the divisional round with dallas uh at home against philadelphia the seahawks going on the road to san francisco i have the cowboys beating the eagles again i'm on drugs guys now to be honest with you i am literally on drugs because i'm coming down with a little bit of a cold and and i'm, I'm on some medicine so maybe this <laughs> in four months when we look back at it it's like that cold medicine had a crazy effect on me to have the Dallas Cowboys beating the Philadelphia Eagles in the second round to make it to the NFC championship game. But let's have some fun with it. Let's have another team do something that they haven't done basically in 30 years, which is the Dallas Cowboys make it back to the NFC championship game for the first time since 1995. But then they ultimately lose to the San Francisco 49ers in an NFC championship game. And so my Super Bowl 58 matchup is between the Buffalo Bills and the 49ers. And I have the Bills walking away with it, getting their first Super Bowl win of their franchise history. Finally, Josh Allen brings it back to Buffalo. And, and this one's for you, Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and Andre Reed and Cornelius Bennett and all those guys, right? Steve Tasker, all that stuff. So are any of these predictions going to come true? Probably not, right? But I think overall, it will make for a very fun season. And so with that being said, we'll wrap up today's episode have some more fun by looking at some of my statistical projections. So let's throw some darts at the board and see sort of, you know, is Bijan putting up numbers to get offensive rookie year? Will Desmond Ritter throw for 4,000 yards uh, as he leads the Falcons to the playoffs? And who's going to lead this team in sacks? And we'll get into all of that, guys, to wrap up today's Locked on Falcons. So, guys, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. And game time is the fast and easy way to buy your tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guaranteed you can stop stressing and start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have. I love game time because not only when I click on a venue, I can see the, the view of the event from my potential seat purchase, but it's also easy to find those last-minute flash deals on their platform, and those flash deals mean you don't have to plan months in advance so you can get tickets to football basketball baseball concerts comedy and more right up to the day of the event i know after duke took care of business against clemson i will definitely be attending some duke home football games to watch my guy riley leonard do it all this year and you'll always get the best price guaranteed if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent the difference snack tickets without the stress with game time download the app Create an account and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So, all right. As we wrap up today's episode, I want to give another special shout out to my everydayers. 
check us out for your first listen. Of course, tomorrow we should have a crossover Thursday, at least up Wednesday evening, right? But uh, of course, you can check that out. We'll see if and when the, the Scott Bear episodes. We we potentially have other guests, so there may be a jam packed week. You might you might get like four episodes the rest of the week, depending on how things go uh, this week. Depending on you know if I can coordinate these schedules so that you guys will have all that illustrious content right right at your fingertips heading into week one. So you'll be absolutely prepared. So continue to make Locked On Falcons your first listen. So guys. Let's look at my statistical projections. And again, I apologize um, for the small font. Uh, we'll, we'll work on my graphics game in the future. But, uh, you know, similar to projecting the entire season, you know, if you go back and look at my projections the last couple of years, they've been pretty far off. You know, for example, last year I had Tyler Algier rushing for less than 500 yards. Of course, he more than doubled that. I had Kyle Pitts getting over a thousand yards receiving last year. He didn't come close to that. So this is more fun to talk about than necessarily me feeling like it's going to be accurate. But, you know, to briefly kind of sum up my methodology, you know, I wasn't necessarily pulling these numbers from my butt. Like I was looking at total plays and projecting, okay, how many runs versus passes. And then looking at some of the players career averages and tweaking those numbers up and down a little bit. And, you know, that's why you only see me projecting certain things. You know, for defense, I felt like I could make a semi-educated guess on, you know, how many snap counts various guys would get based off of last year's numbers, looking at the Saints sort of snap counts in terms of pass rush snaps, and therefore could project pressures and sacks based off of that. But interceptions is just kind of the luck of the draw and, and more random. But sort of looking at the broad stats that will jump out to you, I do have Desmond Ritter passing for 3,318 yards, 21 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. Bijan Robinson leads the team in rushing with 208 carries for 1,076 yards and eight touchdowns. As Tyler Algier adds another 772 rushing yards on 158 carries and five touchdowns. Drake London leads the team in receiving with 72 catches on 114 targets for 916 yards, six touchdowns. Kyle Pitts has a rebound season. With 62 catches on 101 targets, 859 yards, and four touchdowns. Bijan Robinson adds another 43 catches for 353 yards and three more scores. Our favorite number two wide receiver, Matt Collins, has 37 catches, 481 yards, two touchdowns. Now, Kay Nellis leads the team with six sacks. Grady Jarrett adds five and a half more and leads the team with 52 pressures. Bud Dupree, Calais Campbell, Arnold Vichetti, David Onyemata, all sort of clustered in that three and a half to four and a half sack range, all getting between 29 and 38 pressures. So, you know, not any one dominant pass rusher. And I think because of that, you'll see, you know, again, if we're projecting based off of these expectations, what we'll be talking about in the offseason, there will be much talk about, you know, getting that quote unquote alpha double digit type of sack pass rusher, especially at the edge rusher position, you know, either in free agency or next year's draft. Uh, so we'll see about that. Uh, another stat that I have is young way Koo, right? And he nearly matches his career high in terms of points, right? In 2020 at 144 points this year, I'm projecting him with 143 points with hitting 35 field goals and 38 uh, extra points. But, you know, probably the stats that are more interesting to you guys uh, is in the lower left-hand corner on your screens where in that totals box. I am projecting the Falcons to score 405 points, and you'll notice the number next to that says 60th, and that's referred to the percentile uh, that 405 points would correspond to when looking at the last three seasons. What that ranks in the last three seasons, uh, 405 points would be the 60th percentile offense output. And then next to that, you'll see uh, the th 
13th ranked, right? And that is roughly corresponding what 60th percentile would rank amongst 32 teams. So, you know, on average, 405 point output would rank 13th in any of the last three seasons is basically what that means to give you sort of a rough estimate. Now, I have rejected the Falcons to finish giving up 403 points. Uh, and that number is mostly pulled from my butt because I'm just basically going through the schedule and projecting the scores. And I have no idea what the score of, you know, the Falcons game against the Vikings is going to be in week nine. I'm just pulling that number out of my butt. But it is something to at least talk about. And so that 403 points represents the 34th percentile and would correspond to the 21st ranked defense in any given year. You'll also notice over 6,100 total yards for the Falcons. That would be the 76th percentile. That would be roughly the eighth best offense in the league. Uh, adjusted net yards per attempt or Anya, uh, which is our preferred passing efficiency metric that I like to use, would be a 6.06. That's 47th percentile. That's roughly the 17th best passing attack. So roughly slightly below league average. Uh, 2,599 rushing yards, 94th percentile. That would be the second ranked rushing attack in most years. And then 37 total sacks for the Falcons. That's 43rd percentile. Again, very close to league average. And that would be 18th ranked uh, sack uh, production um, potentially this year. So Without those exact calculations, you know, it's hard for me to say, oh, they'll be the, you know, the Falcon, because I would have to go out there and project all 32 teams to be able like the Falcons will rank exactly this. But that's where those percentiles and, and those rough rankings correspond to. And for those of you curious, because we've talked a lot about, you know, third downs and red zone efficiency and whatnot in recent weeks, uh, I do sort of project them to be somewhere in the upper half of the league somewhere. Again, exactly where those rankings are. Have no idea without projecting the other 31 NFL teams, but roughly based off of recent years, my guess is in both third down and red zone uh, efficiency, they'll probably be somewhere in that eight to 15 range somewhere in that area. So certainly above average. Uh, so there you guys have it. Those are my projections, you know, would love to hear what you guys think, where I got these things wrong, where you differ, you know, what you like, you know, am I crazy for predicting the Cowboys to go as far as they are not having the chiefs in the AFC championship game, the Falcons making the playoffs. You think the Falcons will beat, win the playoff game. You know, if the Eagles win the division and then the Falcons face the Cowboys at home, you know, getting their revenge against Dan Quinn in that opening playoff game, whatever you think I'm, more than open to getting your feedback in the comments below. Of course, you can hit me up via email, lockdownfalcons at mail.com. Let me know in the Discord, lockdownfalcons, the link in the description below, as well as on your preferred social media platform, lockdownfalcons as well. Um, I don't have all the information. We are starting a service this week. I, I, I intended to try to plug that today, but um, I, I need to play around with it but there is going to be another way that you can contact me and interact with me it will be a paid service it'll basically be basically allow you me to text you and you to text me and you know ask questions provide your feedback you know talk on game day all that stuff and more it'll be like 4.99 a month there will be like a 14 day free trial i'll give you the exact details of that tomorrow on the podcast I, I promise i won't let that that slip uh in the future so that is what is in store for you guys in the future I'll give you more information on that as this week unfolds but guys really appreciate you uh continuing to make this podcast your first listen and of course for your second listen check out the locked on nfl podcast uh, so that you can get that ultimate season preview uh and breaking down you know 
where I'm wrong, right? All that stuff and more. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and until, you know, I'm sure Locked On Texans is, is going to be upset with me or, or, you know, whoever. Locked On Commanders. I don't know. Whoever. You, so all that stuff and more, you know, some gr- more insight into the other 31 teams. Definitely better insight than I can provide is basically what I'm trying to say. So make sure you check that out as your second listen. And uh, we'll be back with more content, including a crossover Thursday. It's all part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.